Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. But what makes us different is that the the sort of the sort of promise that we make to the people who watch and read and you know participate in our environment is that it's a community first sort of company, which means that that the listeners um, and for whatever various form of media you're interacting with us on, um, they have the ability to vote on the story, on the lore, on the outcome. Uh, they have the ability to submit actual ideas and and even like full on paragraphs uh, to influence the story and the audio series. Um, so so it is a uh, you know a very highly participatory environment for community, uh, and that's that's one of the things that's gotten us. I would say. Has given us as much growth as we've had. That is geographic. The nom de voyage he goes with. Did you like my Superman 2 reference? He is behind building an ambitious sci fi interactive community. Let's hear about it. All right, today we are with Geographic or Geo if you prefer. And, um, you know, it's good to have you on here, but uh, honestly, a moon. Uh, my first question is so is this. It's a community, but it also looks like a video podcast of sorts or series. So is it both or one or the other? You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a mixture of everything. What what we tell people we're doing, Tony, and I and appreciate you having me on, first of all. Um, sure. Is is we tell people that we're building the sci-fi empire of tomorrow. And I see it as a multifaceted brand. So you can kind of think of it as like an entertainment company intertwined with a technology company. Um, but what makes us different is that the the sort of the sort of promise that we make to the people who watch and read and you know participate in our environment is that it's a community first sort of company, which means that, that the listeners um, and for whatever various form of media you're interacting with us on, um, they have the ability to vote on the story, on the lore, on the outcome. Uh, they have the ability to submit actual ideas and, and even like full on paragraphs uh, to influence the story and the audio series. Um, so so it is, a, you know, a very highly participatory environment for community. Uh, and that's that's one of the things that's gotten us, I would say, at, has given us as much growth as we've had in this short amount of time so far. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Ah, interesting. So, okay. So, people joining the community, is that via app or a website? Uh, so, it's via, it's it's, it's several ways. Uh, it's via Twitter. We okay. have a series of, uh, of private group chats that we call containers on Twitter. Um, which each group chat has its own moderator, and then we we you know we we do different activities within those group chats. We have a Discord server, uh, and we also have an original app that's on iOS and and Android soon. And I think in time um, we're going to probably or I shouldn't say probably we're going to onboard people into the app, and that's going to be the home for like the truest fans, uh, if you will. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, on YouTube there is a ten episode series, a story. And speaking of containers, um, so I listen. I watched one of them. Uh, it was actually caught my attention. I thought it was interesting. Oh, thank you. So, is this something you had to write? I, I would think ahead of time before anything was produced. And did you write all ep all the episodes, or just kind of do a few and then seeing how things went and going that way? Yeah. So. 
it's funny, the actual, the whole foundation of the brand starts from the audio series, right? And from the story. Um, this was actually something that I had been working on for a long time. Um, I started the idea of Moom, which are essentially shipping container creatures. And, you know, I don't know, we can, maybe we'll dive into the actual, the actual story foundation. Um, uh, but, but I started the idea in 2016. Uh, and me and my my partner, his his name is Blam. We worked on it every Sunday uh, for about maybe an hour or two each Sunday since 2016. And I wrote the first four episodes myself um, in 2016. And then I was I'm I'm actually an entrepreneur that's had that had another business for the past eight years that was a brand building business and marketing agency in Los Angeles. Um, and while I was making this on my free time on Sundays, at a certain point, I was like, you know what, I need to take this. And bring it to life. So, I, I I thought, you know what? What are if if I'm going to create a new company, I want it to be about something bigger than myself. I want it to be about inspiring the creativity of millions of people. Because in my life, as like a creative entrepreneur and creative director, there's nothing that's ever made me happier than being creative. Uh, and so I thought, if I can bring that to, you know, millions of people or thousands of people. Um, at scale, what's one thing they all have or two things they all have? They, Everybody has a voice uh, and pretty much everybody has a cell phone and, and most of those phones are capable of recording audio. Um, so I thought, you know, an audio series where people from around the world can become the voices and characters and heroes and villains in the story uh, seems like a pretty cool way to get people involved. So put out the first episode, created a Twitter account, um, and a few people listened to it. And slowly, over the course of time, it went from, over the course of three months, it went from about two people listening to over a thousand people listening. Nice. Um, yeah, which was really cool to see. So, uh, what I started doing was, even after the second episode, I started just doing open sort of voice auditions on Twitter, asking who wanted to be a voice in the series. And and just like we're communicating now, I would get on a video call, I'd get on a Zoom call with them. And I would direct them through through the character, give them a little backstory, and yeah. walk through the roles. And more and more, we just started adding more and more people to it. Um, and that that's really how it started to take shape because they would share it, and you know, fifty of their friends would listen to it, and and it just kind of kept kept growing that way, and and um, started getting popular as a result. And I think it was after the fourth episode where we switched to having the community. Mm -hmm, well, fourth or fifth, I, I can't recall at the moment, but where we had the community essentially start voting on all the different outcomes. So it's starting to become like this large choose your own adventure. And we ah. actually, we host votes, you know, like uh, multiple choice questions, uh, people can submit ideas and, and that's how we really expand it. Okay. So it's it's a community that creates something and or has a voice in it. That, yeah. I guess and, it's safe to say. Yeah. And I, and I sort of see us like beyond the, um, beyond just the audio story, I see that evolving into other areas of technology. We actually just came out with something today that's pretty incredible, um, which is, for example, it, it, it's called a living or an AI collectible. And we've basically taken the main character from the story and we've made a 3D version of it that's animated and we're bringing it to life with AI. So, so you know, you can give it a personality, it gets smarter, it learns things, and it communicates back to you. And it has the same voice as the voice of the creature in the story. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and what's cool is the, everything that we create, like the thing that I really want to embody as a company is we create from within. We call ourselves the Moom Resistance. 
I want things to be created as much as possible from people who appreciate the brand and the story and everything. So we, we reach out to people in our community that have different talents, like our like we're working with uh, several developers that are people who have just met us along the way from from the community itself, which I think is really unique as a, as a, as a brand and as like a science fiction vision. The the stories themselves and the the videos on YouTube, those all have to come together. So the voice talents are people that are in the community pretty much, right? Yeah, every voice talent, with the exception of the main character, uh, the main female character, um, are are from the community. And of course, I'm the narrator. Um, yes. And and I write and structure the stories. But what's funny is when we go to do a vote, oftentimes what I've initially written will get completely thrown off base and we'll go another direction because people are 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 voting in different directions, right? So I end up rewriting each each chapter or episode multiple times as a result of the votes and, and community participation. Well, that, that, but that's cool. That's really cool that people are, are invested in it. That's what you want, you know. Uh, no, that's really, really interesting. As far as the visuals, where the where did those ideas come from? Is that some kind of software? I saw one episode that it was kind of pixelated. Is that kind of like the style you're aiming for there? Yeah, so I'll tell you sort of the thought and strategy behind that. We actually have main artwork that we create, which is like the main characters. We have original pixel pixel style, but like high quality pixel style artwork that we've created. And the moon character himself, he's a shipping container creature. And there's a whole backstory to that. But for the for the visual companion on YouTube specifically, those images are generated by community members. And they'll they'll use AI tools like Midjourney or Stable Diffusion, which are these different uh, AI tools that are available. And then we have a pixelation process um, that we've developed where we take what they give us and then we apply this pixelation overlay because the quality of user-generated content can, can vary so dramatically, but we want people to be able to participate. So we're like, what's a way that we can, it's almost, it's almost like a cheat code because it enables us to, tr- to tell a more congruent story visually by applying this filter, if you will, over it, right? So, so somebody in Nebraska can send something, and someone in 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 China can send something, and they're totally different artists or to- totally different ways of creating something. But I just, I just think it gives it enough like color and texture to assist the story a little bit. And and you know, ultimately, one of our goals is to adapt it to uh, an, an a professionally animated series. I have a background in, in feature filmmaking and visual effects, special effects, um, and animation. So I think that, you know, there will be an adaptation point where once the story either crosses a season or gets to the next sort of juncture, what I really want to do is walk the community through a masterclass of how do you create a high quality production that's Hollywood level and show them from the ground up and even teach skills along the way as we bring it to life. As far as the community itself, from a monetary standpoint, it's free right now. Mm-hmm. So is there, I, I guess you, this is going to, this takes a, a lot of time. So you probably, unless, you know, even if you have a job, you, uh, you know, you have to have something coming in to, to kind of pay for all this. Is there a plan to kind of make a model for, to monetize this at all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's some things I can't reveal yet, right. but 
which which is going to be pretty large for us in terms of uh, audience size and revenue size that's occurring. But one of the things that we're doing is we're we're leveraging um, Web three and blockchain technology uh, as a means to do this. Uh, and I don't know how familiar or unfamiliar your listeners are with with NFTs. Um, and yes, actually, I covered um, a series called uh, in, uh, Geo Heroes or something along those lines with Alex Bonovic. Oh, cool who's in it and that's an nft oh so, cool yeah. yeah and i know that there's like general temperature on NFT. gen zeros i should say is the name of the series gen zeros yes mm -hmm. oh, yeah alec alex uh is known actor and he got some other actors involved as well and a writer from his former show um uh you know van helsing is wrote the script oh. And they uh, they produced these series, and it's an NFT. So. Oh, very cool! Yeah, and and I know that like you know the temperature of NFTs has been kind of challenged because there's there's a whole, I think there's a whole dark side to NFTs as well. Like there's a dark side to everything if you search sure. it out. But but we're using the technology for its fundamental base, which is kind of like which is membership, um, as well as the creator the creator royalties associated with it. So what we've done, and this is just one of many different sources of revenue but you know this is enough revenue source to to do the fundamentals which which is essentially in our storyline we have these shipping container creatures called mooms and through the uh the nft both creative and technology process we're going to release 7777 unique shipping container creatures oh, and, yeah. yeah and owning one of these creatures is your um is your access pass into our environment and what will what will likely do is the people who become owners of those creatures they i think those become like you know the engineers or sort of like architects of where we're going with this brand those are the people that are like the true believers who want to participate oh. creatively because i i really want to create a decentralized studio of sorts where we're like the largest sci-fi talent studio particular to our idea worldwide and and those people uh will then be able to be like you know hired for their talents uh, and yeah. and i think that's a good way to get the to get the baseline you know set up and functioning as we build out the brand um mm -hmm. and those those nfts will launch uh later this summer okay i see it as a youtube uh, you know channel have you thought about putting it out as a podcast it actually is available so so funny enough it's available in audio format on all podcast channels so it, it is on apple podcast it's on um it's on spotify it's on i don't know what the amazon one is called actually uh, uh yeah amazon music actually believe it or not amazon they, music yeah they, so, even though they host podcasts they call it amazon music yeah yeah so i think you can even say like hey alexa hopefully i don't turn your alexa on the background but i think you can even yeah. say that play moon theater on the air um yeah 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 yeah, I, I, yeah i've been I've gotten a few listeners on Alexa, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, a few, I mean, not a lot, but a, a few, most of them are through Apple, but you know, that's usually the way people. Yeah. Mo most of ours right now are, are, are Spotify driven, I would say, mm -hmm. and then Apple behind. And then the others are kind of just like stragglers. But at the current time we have about uh 1500 episode listeners, uh, p listeners per episode across those platforms. Um, that's pretty good yeah, yeah I, is it i don't have like a really like you know um no if you can get if it's per episode anything over yeah. a thousand is pretty good 
Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it feels good. It feels good because like, I, you know, I, I see people coming from all different places and messaging us and talking about how they discovered it. This kind of story is very popular right now. And it's kind of like the natural evolution from the old radio dramas they used to do. And a lot of them were sci-fi. I know Superman yeah. was a radio drama before it was anything else. And so, I love radio drama. I, I I even debated calling it a radio drama, but I was like, will anyone else, like will any of the young younger generation know what a radio drama is? Yeah, you don't need to do that. I mean, it, it was for its time. And this is... Uh, this form of podcasting is very, very popular right now. And uh, I've interviewed a few people that do these. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I want to learn about more of them. So if you have any good ones to recommend to me, I'm I'm, I'm definitely a total geek. Like this is, I, I listen to audio formatted media more than anything else, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, actually, I just, I, I interviewed the writers for um, one that, that stars Rebecca Ferguson. A lot of big name actors are getting into them. And uh, Scott Siegler kind of pioneered it on podcasts. He was one of the first that yeah. released stories. So it's really grown and it's a nice alternative. People can listen to it on their phones or at home, whatever. And While driving or before bed. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's radio in the old days, you had to kind of sit around and listen to the radio and then eventually handheld. But of course, it wasn't on demand. It's when they aired things. And, yeah, yeah. And, and you this would is, wait for it, right? And this is totally on demand, so you can listen to it whenever you want. And that's yeah. the power of this podcast is that you listen when you're ready and not necessarily when it uh, when it starts. So, And I, and cool I think that's, that's like the greatest thing. I, you'll, you'll actually appreciate this. And I, and I haven't really said this much because I don't know if I found anyone on the receiving end that would appreciate it. But... Uh, <laughs> So, so, uh, Orson Welles, uh, yes, Mercury Theater on the air, yeah, is, is radio play, yeah, absolutely. So, we named ours Moom Theater on the air, <laughs> uh, you know, sort of like paying homage to, to, to his. And, and we released our first episode the same date and time that War of the Worlds was released, uh, <laughs> just, that's just for great. Yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. No, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, he certainly was one of the first to do something like that in science fiction. And yeah, the Mercury Theater had some great voice talent. Oh, it a really lot of did. them uh, were in Citizen Kane too, by the way. So yeah, um, yeah. Started as a theater group, and then it became like his repertoire of actors, at least for Kane. And then, unfortunately, you know, it's a long story, but. A lot yeah. of them couldn't work with him anymore because of, uh, of uh, you know, what happened with. Uh, <laughs> I don't you know, know if I'm aware. Being held back. Yeah. I mean, he, Kane was based on a real person. And, yeah. um, and you know, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's no longer with us. But essentially that person pretty much had, a, was very powerful and pretty much, hurt his career he couldn't make the movies he wanted to make and um so it was very spotty he had a very spotty career after that did more as a voice actor and occasional actor on screen uh but there are some some of his classics are movies are our classics and even um in the third man he appears 
almost in the middle of the film <laughs> and he's the mm-hmm. villain so i thought that was really cool the way they did that uh yeah. but yeah he's a fascinating guy and one of my idols if you watch his movies and if you're into movies you get an education every single time oh it's- yeah absolutely I mean, you know, I'm definitely into movies, into <laughs> into all of it. I think I only wonder if he were living and younger at this point, how he would use this medium. But, uh, well, you know, he was of his time and uh, and he did some great stuff then. Well, yeah, he was an innovator then. So I, I have to assume yeah. that he would be an innovator now. I don't know. Is that a fair assumption? I, I think. And I, I tell this to people all the time, even when I was when I was learning, uh, you know, media and production uh you know film production uh all this stuff there wasn't really tutorials or any of that available um we were kind of the generation that started creating those things uh so i I had to learn it all but now it's like the world's best resource if you want to be a creator and if you want to utilize your talents and you know and gifts that you have is is probably now although the competitions will be really really saturated and high but but uh, yeah. Well, the great Stanley Kubrick said, "If you want to make films, just grab a camera and start. You'll learn more than you will in a class." It is kind of a medium where you have to start shooting yourself, and that's how you learn from making your mistakes about how to how to do a film, how to edit it, structure all of that. And uh, you know, these films have a rhythm to them. And if you, you have to find your rhythm in your film. And it may not be an orthodox rhythm, but you still have to find it so that the film is cohesive in some way because you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it to reach an audience. So, and the same thing, what you're doing, you have to, you have to see. I mean, the, the story seems to move along really nicely, doesn't seem to drag. Uh, and, uh, you know, the quality of, I appreciate the quality of the of the certainly the audio portion. Yeah, uh, the audio is more is more where the visual is just like a little fun addition yeah. to get more people involved, you know. But the audio is is uh, I'm glad that you appreciate the audio quality. It's it's also a challenge because we're working with people with all different equipment and things to to get it to sound cohesive, right? But yeah, I think part of it is if you're getting invested in the series, you have to kind of look beyond. Like if you hear from an audio engineering standpoint certain things, it's like you almost have to. Hopefully, as a as a storyteller, we're doing our jobs to the point where that sus- the suspension of disbelief or whatever maintains, and we don't take you out of it too much with those moments. But yeah, I mean, we've got people in 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 other countries who 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 never e- even had an opportunity to be on something like that, and we're trying to you know we're just trying to give people a voice um, yeah. if they like what we do. So, so yeah. what's the what's the next step for you guys? Yeah, well, the next step is um, that that uh, the actual NFT collection itself is going to release this summer, later this summer. And that has a lot of other components that are going to expand the brand pretty significantly. And, and I can't say too much of it yet, but in terms of right. things you can do and, you know, the platform of the brand itself, um, the one thing that I can promise people is that it's not it's not an NFT play, right? That is just a okay. fundamental baseline technology for yeah. membership to what we're doing and all mm-hmm. the technologies that we're implementing. But yeah. uh, definitely adapting it into an animated series um, together as a group is is top of mind because I think that I can take that and with with some of the connections that I know in the, in the film industry and 
elsewhere, I think that we stand a pretty good chance of, of, uh, of taking it somewhere, especially if we have a community of people that appreciate it. In fact, I, yeah, I just, helps. yeah, like I think, I think that helps a lot, right? Like if you have people that love something and they're willing to, to stand behind you, which our community is, 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 is incredibly supportive. Um, uh, the, I, I got back from Tokyo two weeks, three weeks ago now, and I actually went and shot, did some principal photography and shot live action teasers with the actual girl who is the main the main character uh-huh. oh great we, we established a live action antagonist and we we made some teasers for just to kind of hype up the series in general and, and take some of the audio moments and bring them to life uh, with you know through cinematography and i was thinking to myself and i and we did some we did some animation work not all of that's released yet there's one of them is live right now and it got like 187,000 views on twitter within 48 nice. hours nice uh, yeah, which was which was awesome. So, so I'm I'm thinking live action is pretty fun. I've always been a big fan of that. I mean, whether it's whether we're putting out shorts that coincide with it, I don't know. But I feel like there's a there's a there's room for that. But yeah, first goal is how do we adapt this? How do we take the audio series and adapt it into an animated series? I think that's the next natural evolution, and then just having fun and building the different components of the brand. Okay. Well, great. So that's. Best way to join? How do you, what is it? Well, the best way to join is, I would say, the best way to truly join and participate right now is to probably join our Discord server. Okay. Um, because that's Is there a link? Uh, there's a link on the website, right? There's a link on the website. Uh, the, best, the best link to find all the information is located at m00m.world slash engage. Or if you just there go you to go. m00m.world. Yeah, um, there you go. Zeros are important. It's not O's. It's And, and the reason it's uh, it's m00m is the M's kind of represent monster claws and the zeros represent eyes. So gotcha. it's really, really just a creature, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So if anybody wants to get involved, obviously that, um, listening to it, you know, becoming a listener. But if you want to get involved directly in the story, we're, we're very open. I mean, we have conversations all day long about where we're going and where we're taking it and getting people involved. That sounds great. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. You certainly have a very interesting and ambitious project. Certainly wish you the best and uh, best of luck and take care. Yeah, I really appreciate your time, Tony. And I'm going to have to uh, to take a listen to some of those others that you that you referenced here. Yeah, I mean, there's... God, there's so many good ones. Uh, but yeah, Scott Siegler is a good place to start. He okay. really revolutionized it. But if you look under audio drama and sci-fi audio drama, you'll find a lot. Uh, Dust Horizons is also uh, very yep. good. Yep, I'm familiar and with I that. Talked to some, I talked to a producer and they did some really good stuff. Yeah, those guys are doing cool st- cool things. Yeah, sure. not only audio but also video too they uh, they've done some good films they've amassed too. quite they've amassed quite an audience i think yes uh, they have it's very have. impressive yep absolutely all right well you take care and uh, hopefully again. we'll talk again when things uh when things evolve sounds good i appreciate you having me on all right thanks tony visit moon.world forward slash story for more information this is tony Tolado. thanks for listening